Good morning, church. Ah, oh, man, it's good to see all of you here this morning. Uh, if I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Brian. I'm the teaching pastor here. You get the opportunity a lot of weeks to stand up here and uh, take a look at what God's Word has to say and how it can impact our lives. And I'm really excited uh, today because we're kicking off a brand new series called Out Loud. And what is really cool about this series, even maybe a little more cool than the I think all of our series are pretty cool. But this one may be a little extra special uh, in the fact that uh, there are actually five other churches in addition to Fusion City Church uh, that are going to be participating in what we believe could, could radically change communities and, and, and culture and society right around where we live, work, and, and play. And so there's, uh, there's two other churches in Kannapolis that are doing it. There's one in Salisbury and one in Albemarle and one in Concord. Like, we're just really excited. We believe that this, uh, this is something powerful and it could have a great impact on, on each of the cities in, in which uh, this series is going to be walked through. And what's really cool, um, in addition to just the fact that other churches are doing it, uh, is that, that we, we're going to have an opportunity to participate together in, in just like flooding social media uh, with some thanks and praise to God for the next 30 days. And we'll talk a little bit more uh, about that as we, as we dig in. But what, we, what we're after in this series is, is trying to figure out what gratitude. As we enter into the month where Thanksgiving is celebrated and you know, in a few weeks we're all going to eat ourselves stupid and like, you know, just not be able to move for you know, a couple of days and that's my favorite, it's one of my favorite holidays because I'd love to eat. Um, really excited about that. But as we, as we enter into the, the, the month that, that holds Thanksgiving, we want to spend some time this, this entire 30 days. And we thought since, you know, November 1st was a Sunday, it'd be a great opportunity for us to do this. So for 30 days, what would it look like if we really understood and really demonstrated true gratitude? Here's the thing about gratitude. All of us are grateful for something. But in a lot of cases, we don't know how to express it or why it's so important that we do. And so I want to spend some time today talking about what that means and how that works. And this will kind of set up the, the rest of the series for the next four weeks. Um, but I want to start by, by telling you a story. It's been, has probably been over a year ago now, I guess. Um, I went to get some fast food. Like I said, love to eat. All right, fast food is one of my favorites because it's fast and it's food. Uh, I get it fast. The food that's fast is good for, like, that's my deal. Like, I love it. I know it's not healthy, and all you, all natural, organic health nuts or whatever, shut up. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to Jesus as fast as, I don't want to live till I'm 85. Like, I, like, 70 is good, right? Like, I'm not, I've already said goodbye to my 80s. Like, they're done. Like, so anyway, I'm stopping to get some fast food, and, and for the sake of protecting the innocent, I won't tell you the, the, which restaurant it was. All right, but um, I ordered myself a Big Mac, and, and I pulled around, <laughs> I pulled around to the window, and and, and I needed I needed a ten dollar bill. I owed somebody exactly ten bucks. I only had like some bigger bills and some smaller bills, and so genius idea, right? I'll give the cashier some extra money, have her calculate then how much I'll get in return. I'll get my $10 bill that I can give to my buddy that I owe 10 bucks to. Now, I know we're in the age of like common core and everybody's like trying to, like math is a thing of the past. I get it. Uh, but this chick, totally confused. All right. Like, why did you give me, you gave, she said, she, you gave me too much money. Yes, I'm aware. I, I, that was intentional. Like, it wasn't, wasn't an accident. Um, I was hoping to get some, some, the, the change that I need back or whatever. And she said, oh, okay, and, and I said, I need a $10 bill. And so she gives me a $10 bill, but then she gives me a couple extra dollars. She gave me back too much change. 
And I was like, no, 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 no. So I hand her back whatever, I don't remember now what it was, three or four bucks. I, just, I hand her the money back, like the extra money that's not mine, that I didn't give her extra to get my $10. But I gave her the money back. And she closes the window. And I went up, got my Big Mac and fries, and, and headed on my way. And in that moment, I had this thought. She, she didn't say thank you. Now, I'm, I'm guessing that m- the place that I order my food from cares that their cashiers don't give away extra money. There's a good chance she could have gotten in some trouble by giving me too much change. Her, her drawer would have come up short. And at the end of the day, she would either have to pay it back or account for why there's not enough change left in her drawer. Was she grateful that her drawer wasn't going to come up short? Probably. She was probably pretty, pretty, pretty you know, grateful that, that that had happened and that I didn't just take the money, thank you, good, you know, good luck for me today, and, and head on my way. But she didn't say anything. And so instead of just assuming that she's grateful, what I felt was that I was just taken for granted and that she didn't care at all and that I had done something nice for somebody that didn't care that people do nice things for them. I made up this whole story in my head about how evil and wicked and terrible she was because she didn't say thank you. Now, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a jerk. I don't know. But I'm, but I'm guessing that something similar has probably happened to a lot of us in the room. That you do something nice for somebody. And though I don't need your gratitude, I don't need your thank you, I still kind of expect it. I hold the door for you and let you go in. Just say thank you. Right you, at the grocery store, somebody behind you got one or two items. You got a buggy because in the south we say buggy, and you got a buggy full. And the people behind you got one. Like, hey, you, you go ahead. You better say thank you. Maybe, may, and maybe worst of all, maybe worst of all, my my huge pet peeve. If I let you out in traffic, oh, I better get the wave. I, I better get the thank you wave. Like the I don't know you, but thank you for not making me like. That better happen. Oh, I may run you off the road. Like, you've got to give me the wave or I feel the freedom just to get you in the ditch. Like, I, I just, I think that's fair. I let you out. You don't say thank you. Good, you know, you and Jake from State Farm have a great day. Like, you, you better call Jake. All of us, all of us, we want this expression. We, we just, we expect it. It's anticipated. And I think that it should be. What's really cool, same thing, very similar, maybe even far greater uh, offense actually happened to, to Jesus. And so if you have your Bibles, and if you'll look with me at a story in Luke chapter 17, we'll begin reading in verse 11. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, uh, we'd love to give you one if you don't have one. If you just didn't bring it, the words are going to be on the screen. Also, uh, we u- utilize uh, the Version Bible app, and there's a live so you can track right along with the service if you want to pull that up on your smart device. But Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11, it says, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing, he being Jesus, along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now, a couple of things you got to know about lepers in this culture. Lepers were considered to be unclean. If you don't know what leprosy is, it's a disease of the skin. It's pretty, pretty nasty from what I understand. Lots of sores and things all over your skin. And so if people had leprosy in, in Jesus' day, they were considered to be 
unclean, meaning they could not socialize or interact with that which was clean. So everybody else. So what typically happened in most cities is there was this separate little pod, little gathering of people who were all lepers. And they were forced to live outside of society, outside of the city, in their own little camp where nobody else would be infected by their disgusting skin disease. And and to, to make matters worse, if you could believe it could be worse than to be completely outcast from society and not be able to interact and not be in the main, main line of society and the social system, if it could get worse, it was believed that these people had leprosy because of something that they had done in their past and God was then punishing them for how wicked and horrible they were. So not only were they infected with this, this terrible disease, but everybody thought they deserved it. You just, you just got what you deserved, leper. And so Jesus, on his way into a village, it doesn't tell us which one, comes across 10 lepers. Now, numbers in the Bible mean stuff. All right, and I don't know what all of them mean, uh, but what I do know is that 10 is the number of testing. And so I don't think that it's insignificant that there were 10 of them. 10 is the number in Scripture of testing, right? We, we've been talking about giving and budging and that kind of stuff. And according to Scripture, the, the first, how many percent go to God? How many percent? It's, let's say, it's, it's really easy. I just told you the answer. Let's all say it together. The, the first, how much of your income goes to God? 10. How many commandments were there? 10. How many disciples were there? There were 12. I was testing you, but I wanted to make sure that you're paying attention. So 10 in scripture is always an opportunity for a test. And so these 10 men are getting ready to take a test. They're getting ready to be tested. Let's look at what happens. Verse 14. When he saw them, him being Jesus, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, because leprosy was assumed to be some horrible condition in result of sin or wickedness, in order to be verified as healed or clean from leprosy, a, a priest had to validate you. And so Jesus tells them, hey, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, I think that's pretty cool. He didn't heal them on the spot, but as they were walking in obedience to go to the priest... They were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. I guess you could say he did it out loud. You see what we did there? We called the series out loud. Anyway, just stay with me. Question. Do you think that all 10 lepers... We're grateful? Sure, right? I mean, in, in the same way that the chick at the drive-thru was probably grateful that I had given her the money back, these, these 10 men who were formerly outcast from society now have been healed to an extent to which they can reintegrate themselves into culture, into society. They can come back and, and live where their families live and do things with their, with their friends. Sure, they, were, they had to be grateful. In my my head, I see them kind of probably picking up their pace to get to the priest a little quicker. Like, look guys, we're healed. Let's go. We've got to get to the priest. This is a big deal. But one, one of them 
focused his excitement, not on the healing, but on the healer. And he, turned, he didn't go to the priest. He turned back and came back to Jesus. And it says this in verse 16. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. That was significant to these people. They thought Samaritans couldn't do anything right. So the fact that this guy was an outsider or a Samaritan or half-breed or whatever the derogatory term they had for them, it just accentuates the, the power of this story. And Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Where, where are the other guys that got healed? What happened to them? Where are they at? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner. And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Was no one found. Were there more than one who were grateful? Yes. All ten of them would have been grateful. Of course they would have been. But the only one in this account that we consider to be grateful is the one who took the time to come back and to demonstrate, to offer an expression of his gratitude to whom he was thankful. See, see, here's what we got to be careful to understand about gratitude. And if you want to write this down, I'd encourage you to. Gratitude is only gratitude when it's expressed. Gratitude is only really gratitude when there's an expression of it. Doesn't matter how grateful we are. We can be extremely grateful, but if we don't take the time to demonstrate it, to express it, and it's not perceived by those to whom we are grateful. And furthermore, I think this is important too. It's not just all about the perception of the person. It's not all about me hearing your gratitude when I do something nice to you. It's not all about the other person and their perception. See, I believe that gratitude doesn't become real to us until we take the time to acknowledge it in our own life. I can't be said to be truly grateful of anything in my life until there's a response. There's some kind of action in response to the gratitude that I feel. Some kind of demonstration. Because only when we take the time to notice it, acknowledge it, and respond to it can it really be said to be true of our lives. I don't know if the same is true for you, but I know what's true for me. There have been things in my life that I've taken for granted. I just assume they're always going to be there. I expect it. And because I take it for granted, I, I, I fail to offer any kind of gratitude or expression of, of gratefulness for the things that I have that I just expect to be there. And on more than one occasion in my life, and I'm betting the same thing is true for yours, there was something that I've taken for granted that that went away for whatever reason, lost it, stolen, whatever. Or, or people in my life that I, that I loved, and I just kind of took them for granted. 
that have moved away or gotten married and now I just, they, they got their own life and I've got my own life and we're just not close anymore. What, what, whatever that looks like in, in whatever scenario. There are people and things in my life that I've taken for granted. And now that they're not there anymore, I really wish that I'd spend more time saying thank you for the time that I had and the things that I had that I don't have anymore. And I'm guessing that the same thing is true for you. And for all those things that you've taken for granted, that you wish you could go back and, and express more gratitude for. Because gratitude isn't really gratitude until it's expressed. So with, with, that, with that thought in mind, that, that gratitude does something for us, that it changes us, that it allows us to, to take measure of the things that we have and assign appropriate value to them. That's what gratitude does for us. It allows me to accurately value what I have and to take my attention off of what I don't. That's what gratitude does for us. So with that in mind, let's look at this, this verse of Scripture in James. And this is what it says. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. You tracking with that? You following? Every good thing in your life. Everything that you would count as good or everything that you would count as perfect. Every single good thing in your life, God put it there. All of them. Anything that would hurt for you to lose, God put it there. It's there because we have a good father who loves us and in whom there is no change or variation that he's always good all the time, that he always loves. And because he is always good and because he always loves and because we are his children, we are his people, the, the, the apex of creation, that God continues to put good thing after good thing after good thing into your life. How many times do we say thank you? Or do we, or do we just tend to take it for granted? How many times a day could we and don't express gratitude to God? I was thinking about this in the, first, in the first 10 minutes of my day, man. The first 10 minutes, I wake up and take a breath. There's one. I wake up usually in my bed. There's two. Next to my wife, there's three, four, five, six, and seven. Because she's awesome. And then I, I get out of my bed and I put my clothes on. I lost count, but there's more. There's, I got clothes. And then, and then I go next door and I wake up, I wake up my children in, 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 the, in the bedroom next to me. And I, I get one of them up and I go down the hall and I get the other one up. And I carry them into our kitchen in our house. And I make them breakfast. And then I put their clothes on them. And then I, I put them in my wife in her car. And send them off to school. She goes to school too, but she's the teacher. And in the first 10 minutes to hour of my day, there are countless things that I take for granted. Every single day. I don't, I don't wake up, breathe, and go, thanks for that breath, God. And roll over and kiss my wife and say, thanks for her, God. And crawl out of my bed and say, thanks for the bed, God. I, I, I don't do it. And I'm guessing that you don't either. But here's the thing. Those are all really good things that I'd hate to go without. 
I'm grateful for them. But gratitude is not gratitude until it's expressed. So here, here's what we're after. Here, here's, here's the, the design and the, the crux of, of what we're doing for the next 30 days. We want to create an atmosphere and a spirit of gratitude in our church and in our city. And there's a couple of ways that I think this can happen. I'll give you just a few suggestions. And for the next several weeks, we're going to talk about some different expressions of gratitude for God. You're, you're not going to want to miss them. They're going to be pretty cool. You should come back for the next, at least for the next four weeks. And then we're going to get into Christmas, and that's like church Super Bowl. Like, we, we really do it up for Christmas. So, like, you, you're definitely going to be here for at least the next, I guess that's like 11 weeks. You need to be here. Like, just, keep, just come back. But, but here's what we're asking everybody to do for the next 30 days. Can we, can we just commit together to put some significant intention and, and focus behind our gratitude to God? Here's, here's a couple ways that I think we can do that. In your seats when you came in, Pastor Quentin mentioned it already, there's a devotional there. And in that devotional, there's, a, there's some scripture for you to read. There's a couple of thoughts for you to, to help you apply what the scripture says. And at the bottom is a, is a sample prayer. And we have one of those for every day starting today. 30 days of thanks and praise starting on November number one. So here's, here's a great way for you to demonstrate your gratitude to God. God likes it. He appreciates it. His desire for us is to spend time with him, to know more about him. You don't know how to do that? You read your Bible. So there's scripture there for you to be able to connect with God. And that's a, a way that we can demonstrate gratitude by him. Like, God, I want to know more about you. Thank you. What else is there? Like, so you can connect with God through scripture reading. And then Anybody in your life that you care for, you probably talk to. You have conversations with. God wants to hear from you. God wants to have a conversation with you. Do you know in the church we call conversations with God prayer? And maybe, maybe some of you are thinking, well, I don't really know how to pray. and I don't really like to pray. And I have a hard time coming up with the words. At the bottom of every devotional, there is a sample prayer for you to participate in. You can just pray that. If you can't think of your own words, you can pray those words. Or you can use those words as a, as a jumping off point for, for the rest of your prayer. And again, what's really cool about these devotionals, right? I told you six different churches. Pastors from multiple churches all over the regions have written devotionals for these. These aren't all from us or from Fusion City. These are thoughts and, and ideas from other pastors from churches all around our region. So it's really cool to know that you're not just getting stuff from us. You're getting stuff from, from six different churches being funneled into this thing. And it's a great way for you to demonstrate gratitude to God. Second way, I know this might be a little, little whatever. Um, it, last week, we learned the significance of, of small financial gifts. Like all of us gave less than five bucks together, and we were able to buy or to provide three families clean water for the rest of their lives, all because a, a lot of us gave less than five bucks last week. So here's something that I'm going to do for this month. This is something that I'm, I'm committing to. I'd encourage you to, to try it if you want to. But if, if I'm looking for tangible expressions of my gratitude to God, then every single day, my plan is to, to find something that I'm thankful to God and to demonstrate I'm going I'm to text give a dollar. That's, that's my plan. Every day this month, hey, God, just so I know and you know that I am grateful for every good and perfect gift that is in my life, here's what you got to know, God. I'm grateful. I want to demonstrate it because I don't, want my, I don't want my gratitude to ever go 
unexpressed or inexpressed. I don't know which one is grammatically correct, but I want to express my gratitude. So God, today, God, here's a dollar. Here's, here, here's two dollars. Here's, here's three. God, I just, I just want you to, I don't want to leave any doubt of how grateful that I am. So God, I, I can't, I'm, if I can't think of any other way, God, here's a buck. Because I know when I put it in your hands, it becomes something greater than what it is in mine. And I'm grateful. And, and lastly, we, we've, we've noticed this trend over the last couple of years, and so we're, we're just going to stick with the trend. We think it's a cool trend, but we want to we we redeem it a little bit. And we've seen the last couple of years, and you've probably seen it too if you're on social media at all, where people for, for every day in the, the month of November, they'll Today I'm thankful for, and they'll put it in like their status or their tweet or, or whatever it is, their post. And that's cool. But a lot of those things were very horizontal. Like I'm thankful for you know, the food that I have, and that's cool. But here's what we want to do. We want to redeem it a little bit. Redeem means to add value. We want to add some value to the things that we're thankful for. So we're going to ask you that every single day for the month of November to find something, to identify something that you're grateful for, and then to put it in a post that says something like this. I'm thankful to God. So we're going to take our, our horizontal gratitude and we're going to turn it vertical because we recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from God. So today, I am thankful to God for my family. And then here's what, here, this is important. It's important. So everybody look at me or at the screen because here's the hashtag that we want you to use so that we can track it. It's hashtag 30 days out loud. All right, hashtag 30 days out loud. So here's my plan. If you want to, you know, follow my model, I'm going to get up in the morning. I always pray in the morning, so I'm going I'm to do my morning prayer, um, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it through the devotional. I'm going to read my daily devotional. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to go to social media. Today, God, I am thankful for my wife, hashtag 30 days out loud. And here's what's really cool. If we, if about, here's why we want you to use the hashtag. Here's why it's important, because we're not the only church doing this. And if you don't know, if you're not, you know, social media literate or whatever, you can go and search hashtags. And we tried to find one that nobody else was using. So I don't think there's not going to be a bunch of, you know, erroneous stuff. And there's just going to be the churches that are participating in this series. Here's what we have. Hashtag 30 days out loud. You can go and search that. And then you can see all of the posts that have that hashtag in them, both from our church and from Ecclesia Church in Salisbury and Uwari Community Church in Albemarle and One Life Church in Concord and Revolution Church right here in Kannapolis and Journey Church right here in Kannapolis. You can see the posts from every church going up where we have a, a whole region of church people giving glory and thanks and praise to God for the good and perfect gifts that are in their life. I don't know about you. I just think that's pretty cool. I think that's awesome. I can't wait to log in 10, 15 days from now, search that hashtag and see hundreds, maybe even thousands of posts from people. Today, I'm thankful to God for whatever, hashtag 30 days out loud, because here's what I know is happening when I see that. It's a body of believers, multiple bodies of believers all across our region. And so today, I'm not going to miss my opportunity to let God know that I'm grateful for everything that I have. In, in, our, in our thank you note skit at the beginning there, it, we made a joke out of it, but it's, it's actually pretty serious. You know, we, we spend this, this day of thanksgiving celebrating everything that we have just so we can get really excited about buying all the stuff that we didn't have yet. 
I, I want to see a, a church and a community and a, and a body of believers all across this region turn their attention and their affection to God for the things that they already have that we're pretty guilty of taking to granted from time to time. So I'm asking you to commit to do that also. Take your devotionals. Please utilize them every single day. And then as a, as a demonstration of your, your gratitude to God, consider some of those ways. You, know, you can do the text giving thing if you want. Do the social media thing. Hey, God, I don't want to leave any doubt. I don't ever want there to be a day that goes by that I don't say, thank you, God. I don't want to take my family and my, my house and my car and my food and my clothes for granted anymore. God, I want to recognize that those things are awesome and they're awesome because you're awesome and because I know you put them there. So let's do it together. It can't, it can't be all of us. It can't start with our church until it starts with you. So I'm asking each of you, each of you to make that personal commitment that for the next 30 days, let's really see if we can figure out how to, to, to vehemently express our gratitude to God for who he is and for how he provides for us. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for the time that we've had together here this morning to hear from your word. God, I pray that this story, this account in, in Luke 17, God, that it's a reminder to each of us that even though you know our hearts and you hear our prayers, that God, it's still important for us to express and demonstrate our gratitude. And God, I fully believe that that does more for us or as much as for us as it does for you. God, we don't ever want to be guilty of missing the opportunity to tell you the things that we're thankful for, to express our gratitude in, in creative or thoughtful ways so that, God, we leave no doubt that we are excited about the relationship that we have with you. And God, we are grateful for your presence, your blessing, your gifts, your provision in our lives. God, would you help us today to demonstrate that in ways that honor and please you. And Father, if we're looking to create a list of things that we're thankful for, there's nothing better that we could put at the top of that list than our relationship with you bought and paid for through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. So God, if there's one here this morning that doesn't know you, that walked into this place today, distant and far from you, God, I pray today that you would draw them, that they would make the decision today, God, to put their faith and trust in you as Lord, as Savior, Jesus. And then in response to not only their salvation, but in all the ways, God, that you care for your children, that we could begin to demonstrate that in ways that give you glory. Father, we love you and thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen and amen.